You're listening to Wired on the Wing with thanks to Van Diemen Brewing, your local beer this footy season. This week's show. Well, this week Ned gets the flick, and I'm back. Quite Ned, rightly. Full, quite rightly. Full swing. Ned didn't last too long. Uh, we're going to touch on an eye-watering hypothetical that didn't quite materialise on the weekend. Ooh, interesting. Well, we chat to one of Tassie's local football legends and all-round great blokes. Uh, we've got another person to throw into the wing pit. Excellent. And oh yes, and we delve through the local footy results. Some crackers. This weekend, and a new, ep- week. new episode, we go hammer and tong in Controversy Corner. It's All that up. coming up. Let's rip. Ah, Wormy. Welcome back to the wing uh, couch. It's nice to have kick, you back. Get off. Normal intro this year. Uh, obviously, you had him. It was a huge Kaylee for work experience today, was he? Uh, no, he was out here. But, uh, well, I had all three and. I did actually, actually throw. I, I noticed that they left their lunch on my yeah, um, my setup. I heard about it too. No, we did throw the idea open that uh, we might do a, a four man intro and just surprise <laughs> you, but we uh, we ran out of time. Had to work. Yeah, there's a lot of extracurricular for school holidays. There's a lot of stuff that still oh. has to happen. I still berated at home for not doing stuff. I, I find that like when when you couldn't, or maybe not so much for you, but when you couldn't work from home. Um, and you know you're in the office. I found that you, you know, you had your grandparents. What do you mean when you didn't work from home? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So when I was in the office working, and you had school holidays, you either a took time off, or b organised after school care, or did something else, went to a friend's place, or c you got the grandparents up and and brought them over. Well, now with COVID and being able to, for me, not so much for you, a little bit, but work from home. You know, I'm sitting there working from home, and the kids are at home, so you can still still do both. But I find you just Struggle doing both well. Yes. The kids I remember either sit on the screens and, and I'm doing work or it's like, oh, I just should just- I remember, just I remember um, when Ned was born as a, and as a newborn within six months, six to 12 months, he would have been, uh, I tried to do, used to do brew days out here whilst trying to look after him and you found yourself doing neither of yeah. them well, adequately. Yeah. And it's just like, don't mix the two things. Um, it was, yeah. Do one of them properly. Yeah. And probably with a, with a six to 12 month old, you'd argue that parenting is probably a little well, more. Oh, well. <laughs> I know people need their drink and anyway. stuff, but. Hey, uh, how was your weekend, mate? What did you get up to? Was there much, much footy uh, well, adventure? I was for you? expecting a weekend of. Um, I was expecting a weekend of close results and tight games to the ones that I was potentially going to go and look at. Horrible. But just got one sided. Mm. Stuff which you never want to see. You want tight games, regardless of leagues, regardless of teams and stuff. Um, but of the what the four matches that I went and saw, uh, the closest margin was seventy-five points. I think. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, yeah. That was the state league. That was state the league state game. League yeah, Tottenham Kingbury. Uh, Toddy. Mm, yeah. So- 
They it's, came out big, didn't they, Launceston? Then did, yeah. Them. Yeah, I had a chat to a couple of the Launceston boys tonight at the pool and they geared themselves what up. What the pool a, for? Recovery work? No. What have you it's Big weekend. I did go for a run tonight. Put, put in eight kilometres under my belt. Eight? Yes, eight. How the knees? I did not go for a what, run. You idiot. Say, you that, idiot. <laughs> you idiot. Uh, no, I was up there for swimming lessons with the kids. Uh, no, really, a couple of the Launceston boys, they were, um, yeah, they were, they were a little bit shocked with the lack of performance from King Brat. So, Ooh. they built themselves up for it as a top yep. and uh, they went bang in the first quarter and- yeah. Sort of Kingbrook couldn't match Jackson them, so. Thurlow had a day out. Well, he had five in the first 35 did you, minutes. Did you see the snappy kick from 50? Yeah. Far out. That's, That's handy. A, yeah. Yeah. How was your weekend, uh, Well, mate, my, it, was, it was good. I actually uh, almost made my return to football on the weekend. Yeah. I, um, I got the call on Wednesday. I was down at training and I got the call from a resi's coach to say, hey, mate, um, rumour has it you might be keen to play. We're short. And I said, oh, gosh, I don't know about this. This so anyway, that tickled your juice. So I was like, let me come to training on Thursday and I'll have a bit of a run around. You didn't around say anything to me about all of this. I'll, I'll see, see how I went. Um, anyway, got to training, have not lost a thing. Like the left was just- <laughs> You'd lost your shorts, I'd notice that much. I never wore shorts <laughs> at training. I was always skins only. Um, but uh, so I put my hand up. I said, yep, I'm right to go. Um the boys were playing one of the weaker teams, so I thought it would be that would be sufficient, you know, that would be okay. Very tactical. Um, yeah, choice. I wasn't going to come yeah. in against one of the top teams. Anyway, um, I, I said to him, I said to the coach, I said, look, yep, happy to play. Don't make a big deal of it, you know. Like, don't have it, you know. I don't need my name announced on the Thursday and all that sort of stuff and the Yahoo that will come with, you know, local legion coming back to footy and all that stuff. So anyway. Got to Thursday. Just going to put this on mute. Uh, I got to Thursday. I got to Thursday. Went home, and the coach called me up. And said, "Sorry, sorry, worm. You're not. You're not needed." So uh, I was. That all was e- a bit deflated. Yeah, it was. I was all excited to play, and then is that, is that? Did it feel like getting dumped by a girlfriend or something? Um, well, I didn't. Did not. Well, you rang me for a shoulder to cry on. Yeah, I was upset. So anyway, I got there on the game. I was umpiring. Well, hang on. Just before, just before you go. Meanwhile, I realised that you were uh, potentially pulling on the boots. I went and put in a transfer request to Meander Valley. Yep. But obviously- Got June, denied. Got denied. Not, we're not accepting transfer well, requests that, at the moment. That's because you shouldn't so put only, only thought, need $200 a game. You shouldn't have put your payments on there. That if I rolled out, just as a little surprise- in the meander jumper and rolled out the full back or f- back pocket or something. Well, it's actually funny you say that because I was close to also running out in meander because we had a full allotment of, of players, but they've rocked up and unfortunately they only had – they were a lot of COVID and a lot of injuries and guys unavailable. They only had 14 or 15. So I said to the coach, well, do you mind if I play for meander? He said, well, if you're not registered, but if they don't get enough players and we have to – they have to forfeit, then we'll have a scratch match, and yep, absolutely. So I was, well, so I was keen for that, and then they ended up getting enough. And look, well, good, I did good the on- same. I relayed the message yeah. of putting in the transfer request to one of the uh, Meander officials, and he goes, "No, no, 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 that's uh, that's okay. I can make but d- that work. But do you want to go?" <laughs> I said, "Oh, I've already made commitments for kids' I, soccer. I, otherwise, I, I would. I, I can make that work." But good on Meander. They they were struggling for numbers, but they still uh, they fought it out and. And, you know, it was a, a long day for them, but they stuck around as well, and it was great to see. So, yeah. good on them. So, the you goal umpired so go on the weekend. I, I tell you what, I, I'm doing this goal umpiring. I, the, um, 
match manager for Old Scotch gave uh, got me a new set of flags. After you destroyed the other ones yeah. the other week. And then, thanks Will Carswell, he smashed one of them while trying to hit a football with it and just <laughs> clearly broke it in half. So, Will owes them a new goal umpire stick. But I'm actually really enjoying it. And I think I'm just going to join up. I think I'm going to join and actually play. There's one problem with your performance as goal umpire that you were ticked off about on the weekend. Uh Go on. You were to asked to. Oh, yes. You were asked to officiate and give the signals rather than marking the ball or punching the ball away, kicking it as the priority. Co- correct. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, Tomo, I, Tomo, I would have thought. I would have thought that might have been in the first one or two sentences <laughs> of the umpiring goal umpiring well, book. Yeah. Well, I haven't read that. Um, <laughs> so now I, I did the 18s, and what's our mate who's the um, the umpires? He was at the meetings that we went to um, last year. Uh, he he was in those Tassie meetings we went to with Gilly from the umpires department. Uh, I, I couldn't remember his name. Anyway, he umpired with um, with Zane on the under-18s, and he, he actually made a comment. He pumped me up. He said, mate, you actually get in really good positions as a goal umpire. <laughs> so I'm all, you know, I'm, I'm strutting around as the top-level goal umpire, and then I got to the seniors, and Tomo just shot me down. Uh, I took a mark. The ball was sailing through, took a mark. And then I, you know, dropped the ball, waved the flags, and at quarter time he said, "He said, Worm, can you just concentrate on the umpire and not marking the ball?" Well, so really, brought me down but after that, after that, I, in, I did as it, I was told. And he is that what we need? Do we need a bit more of that from the umpires at AFL level? You look at someone like a David Roden. Ooh, yeah. Imagine, imagine him taking mark of the year <laughs> behind the line. That would be awesome <laughs> with the flags. Yeah, flag. yeah. Just don't, pop, take it, yeah, I don't land, know. and then just whip out the goal uh, flags maybe. and make the, make the call. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there's something in that for Could that. Could be, but I actually want a kit. I, 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 want, to, um, well, I, I want an umpiring kit. I, I think I'll- tell you what. I'm new, at the point- New jackets that were on the NTFU. They were bright. In, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah sorry. The NTFA umpires. The yes. NT, yep, FU, yes. Uh, yeah, they were, they were bright and the pants looked nice and- so, uh, Andy, if you're listening in, can you shoot a- You want one? You want a set? Of <laughs> umpiring Yeah. No. No? Okay. Andy, can I- Just one set of umpiring kit, probably another- A large ta- jacket, a large pants, 32 waist. off some up-and-coming youngster that's no, coming through the ranks mate, and deserves it. they are crying out- it. They are crying out for umpires, so- Not goal umpires I think much. they are. Okay, then. I think they are. Um, so, yeah, anyway, it was a good, good weekend. Uh, now- I want to make mention, I ran into a massive fan of the podcast, a legitimate <laughs> one, uh, Craig Christmas and his father. You like what I did there? Father, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> his old man, Pete. So, anyway, I was, at the, I was at the bar in between games and he said, Worm. I said, yeah. He said, massive fan of Way Out the Wing. Craig Christmas, Craig Const- uh, Constable. Oh, yeah. Well- <laughs> I've got my I've got my girls mixed up that I coach. Good one. Oh, that's just ruined that joke. Yes, uh, mate. Uh, Sam Constable that I coach, not Sam Christmas. Who's Sam Christmas? It's a lady I used to work with, Lloyd that, and Harry Lloyd Christmas that, from Dumb that, and Dumb. That's where I've got confused. Yeah, I've worked with a girl called Sam Christmas, uh, but no, Sam Constable was in my first inaugural Old Scotch uh, team that I coached, uh, and she was lovely. It was her brother. So yeah, oh, there goes the father, father constable. Well, I could that's see where that be, was yeah, going. I just wanted to head that off at the pass. That's not good. Sorry, be really listeners. Good. We uh- yeah. Anyway, um, so no, Craig came up. He's an absolute ripper. Loves listening. Uh, he's from King Island. He plays for Grassy. 
So his old man used to play for Turner's Beach. Anyway, as I said, Craig loved the podcast. Uh, he's actually got his own radio show over there on King Island. He's going to send us some um, send us some snippets. Have we got that yet? Of the sport? No, I haven't got it yet. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that come through yet. But anyway, he was a ripper. They stayed on, had a few beers. Uh, so his old man to be flying out today, actually. So anyway, good on you, Craig and Peter. Constable. It's always, it's always nice to hear reports from the few listeners that are out there. Um, I was out here yesterday afternoon and uh, the, the boys were asking, oh, was it yesterday or today? I can't remember. Uh, they were asking, where does Worm get his nickname from? Has he got worms? Is that, is that true? Do you have gastrointestinal worms? Um, no. <laughs> no. The worm, the worm nickname, eh, we don't have long. This isn't the- Well, give us a short version. Uh, I was going to grow worms in grade nine for $1,500 a week, uh, but it ended up realising- In the house or outside? No, no, outside. I realised it was one of those pyramid schemes, so I decided against it. My dad and I did a bit of research and found out we drove down to- Oh, yeah, this doesn't look right. Timmy. <laughs> go down to Cremorne. It was a pyramid scheme, so we backed out, but my uh, good mates at the time, the boys, they uh, yeah stuck with the name Worm, but it, it, there are a lot of connotations. So, as you know, I like to eat. So people do say you got worms. Um, the worm on the dance floor, I used to used bring out. To, being used to. Used to. Little asterisk. Underlined and bold. Um, <laughs> after I almost broke my neck at a, at a wedding and Anthea banned me from ever doing that again. Uh, also, gift of the gab. Can worm my way out of many situations. So yeah, you worm your way into them and then leave is, everyone that, else that, to worm their way out is, of it. That as well. So, yeah. So there you go. Thank you. Ned, I'll Maxie, be able to ask. No. Um, I came across something, not this isn't radar related, but um, just got me thinking about um, obviously being a brewer and stuff that my life revolves a fair bit around beer. And I saw this flash up in my social media about um, some great beers and just where where and when you enjoy them. It just, if you, it, it just listen to this and think about these. These, these, exci- these excite me. And I reckon yeah. there's some local football ones that we could start to oh, bring well, in as gotta, well. It's got to be the after-game beer, doesn't it? Well, the after-game beer, but I'm also thinking the beer at the f- open fire at Mount Pleasant. Ooh. Oh, or, you're going local. Or, local. The, or, the, yeah. or the first shower beer yeah, of, that's of after, after a grand final. After a grand final, oh. something like that. But these ones got me thinking. Right, I'm, that, I'm closing my eyes. I'm thinking. So, no kids. The airport beer. Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> that's just a, that's, that's a, a green light. That's yeah, that's a good one. The kitchen, and that, and that could be any time of the day. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That, like that's a that's well, a ten- these are all these are all non time related. Yeah, that's a ten o'clock in the morning. Well, except uh, this one that will come up. Uh, right. The kitchen beer while she's getting ready. Excellent. Yeah, we, yep. I think we've all been there because yep. we do take a little bit less time. The hotel boat balcony, seven p.m. beer when yep. you just you've come yep. back from the day, you're ready yep. to go out for dinner. Yep. In the between. S- the yep. straight to the pub from work beer. <laughs> <laughs> the Sunday afternoon beer garden beer post lawn mowing. Yeah. That's yeah, a, yes. That's a good one. Yeah. The Friday before Christmas beer. Oh, yeah. These are good feelings. I'm, I'm down at Noppies. I'm uh, just visualising being down at Noppies the Friday before Christmas. Just, there's beer. a level of excitement about all of these. But uh, I reckon I love I love the- um, not so much the beer garden beer, but definitely Sunday, busy day in the garden. You've mowed the lawns, you've pulled the weeds, you've stacked the wood, and you come inside and you just feel like a beer. Veranda beers? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah doesn't um, matter. What about 
uh, Adelaide Ashes Test beers. Beers on the hill. Ooh, four beers. beers on four, the- four beers on the hill. One more. In front of the One more, Sammy. One more. But I reckon there's yeah, some. There's I some reckon good. there's some uh, equally. Um, what's the word where you emotional? Yeah. Um, Emotionally driven local football beers out there standing well, standing on the Bell Reeve Hill. Yep. Uh, where else? West Park. Yeah, no, I reckon it's great. Send, send us in. Send, send us, us in, in your favourite beer where's, location. Where's the, a- uh, the Tin Bar? Tinny oh, Bar at, at um, La Trobe. Trobe. Grand Ab- Final Day. Absolutely. What more? Yeah. So if you've got a if you've got a emotional attachment to a place or a time that you enjoy your football beer. Let us know at Way Out Wing on the socials or- That's great. Way Out in the Wing at gmail.com. I had a little pause there. I'll edit that one out. Uh, yeah, just where that That's emotional yep. attachment comes from. I reckon we'll get a few. Yeah, I, I don't think you can beat the um, post-match, post-grand final win beer out of the Premiership Cup. Yeah, oh, but, that's, but that's not the first. Yeah, no, true. Yep, I'll agree with that. Great decision, that one. Now, listen, at Way Out in the Wing, we want to build a community, a community of local footy devotees. But we can't do that alone. At the moment, you, the listener, are simply an audience. But the cool thing about what we want to do at Way Out in the Wing is to be that thriving community, a footy voice piece that brings all of you like-minded and hugely passionate individuals together. And that's pretty powerful in a largely regional volunteer space that is local Tassie footy. So we want to bring you together. Let us know what's happening at your club, in your league or region, so that we can let Australia know about it. Send us a picture of your teammates' rude training attire. The shot of goal that they mucked up on the weekend. Let us know what your canteen excels at. Hashtag canteen watch. Or what events, fundraisers or reunions you've got on. Hit us up on the socials, at Way Out Wing, on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, or flick us an email, wayoutinthewing at gmail.com, so we can let everyone know just what's happening at grassroots level. The radar. Uh, do you want to launch straight into communications? Uh, yeah. Yeah, why not? A little bit. Uh, yep. I got... Remember the other week we were talking about um, the weirdest piece of equipment that uh, you've run onto a football field with or, <laughs> yeah. or, or yeah. protective device? Yeah. Uh, good listener of the show, Tommy Rainmouth. Yeah. Uh, sent through a suggestion. Uh, my grandmother's brother played... Hold on. Hold on. So, his, his great gra- uncle, I yeah, reckon. Right. His grandmother's... Brother. Great, yep. great uncle, I think. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Played with a bamboo protector over his quadricep due to a firearm accident. Wow. There we go. Did he have a hole in his leg that he was sort I of- I don't like- think- oh, well, that's, all the, uh, that's all the information Tommy gave us. Okay. Bamboo protector. Bamboo. I wonder if that was back in the- This is obviously back in the day. I wonder if that was kosher. No, that it was, was given- last year. <laughs> that was- Well, he, he could still be playing. I wonder if that was given the all clear, or it was sort of hidden under the under yeah, the shorts. It's not. It's a it's a big muscle, absolutely. and you'd need your quad in football for yeah. a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's Maybe a, it was just a, a handballer in an under handballer. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, good. I like that. I like that. Hey, um, uh, communications, another email from uh, the Walker family, fast becoming fan favourites of ours. Just wanted to clarify Hamish's rise to umpiring stardom wasn't exactly what we made it the other week. He did do the 18s, yeah, but he did good. it as a boundary umpire. Uh, yeah, not a field okay. umpire, but still good experience for the young good. fella. So that was good. Um, well, we next, alluded- next step is goal umpiring. Following oh, your, I tell you what, goal shadow, umpiring. Shadow you for a goal day. Goal umpiring is probably the, esh, the, the top echelon of umpiring. Yeah, that's on the goal umpires all soon. <laughs> um, yeah, Harry Tucker. Did you hear about it, Harry? No. Yeah, we won't go there. As, <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Controversy Corner hasn't really taken off. Well. Uh, but Robbie O'Connor, he wants it back and we're going to- we're going to give We've him something to later on in the episode. Later on, we'll, we'll we'll so it is it. coming. It is coming, Robbie. Um, had some great communication and chat from Greg Dawson from Georgetown over the the weekend on Saturday. Um, actually, I'll cover that off when we talk about the when right. we talk about the um, results. I got a message through from uh, the Queenstown Crows president uh, Peter Newson. Um, Pete, good fan. Yeah, good big fan. fan. Of the show. Um, he he just wanted to. We touched upon Gilly's little trip over there. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, he just wanted to um, clarify. Say thanks very much to Gilly for coming down, but very disappointed in the rapid exit of uh, one D Gill out of the club. Uh, he, he actually Peter bought um, a beer and turned around and and went to give it to Gilly, and Gilly was already halfway out the door. Oh, that's poor form, yeah, Gilly. It is. He, Gilly should have stayed the night. He, he, he did should've. have a. He did have a prior engagement. He needed to get back to in Hobart, but you don't just cut and run. Yeah, a little bit of a. I mean, it's, it's like a, a semi smoke bomb. I mean, that, to the it? point where um, I, I just wanted to clarify this. So I reached out to Coach Toby Lutwich. Right. Uh, Gilly was actually penciled in to draw the members draw. Oh, and he's burnt before which the Which subsequently fell there. very flat oh. when no one was there to. Uh, did, did Did he actually announce it? We've got. A head of AFL Taz here. He's driven all the way up to draw the members' ticket. Uh, Damien, if you could come up. So, uh, Damien, you've driven all the way from Hobart. If you could go home. No, no, he wouldn't go home yet. Da- Damien, Damien Gill. So Damien in the room. This thing working. <laughs> oh, Gilly. So oh, yeah, no, he did no, say he no did say he draw. thought if he had a couple, he would have been there for a long, yeah, a long, just a long, little bit long, of long discontent time. down the the western side of the state after <laughs> that one. Uh, well, actually, I'm going to talk about that when we talk about the ODFA. I was going to say Fluffy uh, sent us in some good correspondence from. Are you going to read any correspondence? No, we'll, you're just going to well, allude to it. No, we'll go. Right, this is where um, we, we we look at the results. Speaking so, of Gilly, yeah. Gilly sent us through some content of his own. Very, very impressed, hashtag canteen watch, with the Brighton canteen. Ooh. And I just wanted to clarify with him whether it was the range, the pricing, the, the general feel, the atmosphere, yep. the outlook, yep. the yep. view. Yep. Um, but he suggested, he suggested the range and pricing. He dropped $13 there and could have fed a family. Wow. Is it quoted? So, is he in bar? Uh, $5 chicken burger and was just quality. Excellent. Uh, I'm always interested with a chicken burger. If you go the the frozen chicken burger and whack it in the oven, do you go a fresh chicken breast and grill it or uh, bake it? Actually, or, 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 
Thirdly, do you crumb it? Do you do you get a proper crumb uh, in the deep fried chicken breast? First or third for me because I had the middle option. I had a chicken breast. I had a chicken burger. Went cycling up at Derby last Tuesday, and had a ordered the chicken burger off the menu. Came out as at, a, at a footy club. No, no, no. This is no. It wasn't no. Derby, Derby. No, I no. wish we would have done. Brank's home. I was just visiting Brank's home again. <laughs> Up there and got the chicken burger, but as the so fillet. Oh, the breast, yeah. Yep. No good. Oh, okay. No, very slippery. Okay. Just didn't. I, I needed the crunch. I think I'm option three, the crumbed, deep fried. I mean, you go to the footy. I want it crumbed. I want it deep fried. I went to uh, Hillwood a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Theirs was- Lettuce? Cr- uh, I think this was during the lettuce pandemic. <laughs> so, it might have, might have had cabbage or something instead. Um Actually, I think there was a bit of lettuce, but- uh, Is it yeah, a chicken burger if it doesn't have lettuce? Yeah. As long Cheese, as mayo. I think as long as it's got chicken, mate. It's a chicken, <laughs> it's a chicken burger. Uh, I don't think it's called a lettuce burger, but um, anyway. But thanks, Gilly. $3.50 Sev uh, watch price. Yep. Um, three Dim Sims for $2. Well, if you that's talk- a pretty, That's a pretty standard right. price for well, Dim Sims. Well, if, if we're going to talk about- Canteen Canteen, watch. I'm going I'm to uh, go into a few of the correspondence Good. I had. So, Good. That's what And this, this alludes for. into um, some results. Can you pass one of those beers for me, please? Yeah, mate. Thank you. Um, this alludes into some of the results. Ooh. Oh, yeah, fresh. Uh, so, NTFA in the Premier League, results when as expected, apart from- the Spud Farmers, Scott Style, bringing uh, Georgetown boys back to the fold with a hard-fought 10-point win uh, in a very low-scoring affair. Now, as I alluded to, Greg Dawson got in contact with me. He kept me in the loop all- Who's Greg Dawson? From Georgetown. Thank you. Uh, kept me in the loop all day, especially early on with a canteen report. So, he's, his words, not only was the canteen going off, but they were running the double with the barbecue at the same time. The highlight, however, for him, $2.50 one-time deal only for a Sav if purchased in the chip and dog combo. Wow. Yeah. So, if, is, have we found the $2.50 Sav or are we, are, uh, do we need it as a standard price rather than a special? Well, I, I, I reckon we're halfway there. I think that's a I'll that's give a that great- a pa- I'll give that a pass, oh, Mark. I'll give it more than a pass. That's a but good- But it's only halfway there. That's, that's a good Can't credit. run with a special. We need to be- If we're going to pump it up, people need to go there knowing that it's always yeah, there. Yeah, true. Well, to top that off, uh, in Greg's words, there was silky gravy free. Silky gravy. Silky gravy free for all. <laughs> so, uh, he said it was great to see senior captain Brad uh, Brady G and also Maddie McKinnon hard at work in the kiosk. Um, so, well done, the Sainers up there, obviously, apart from the result on the day, but they're still still in finals touch and, well, still in, ingrained in the finals. But, um, obviously, the canteen was humming. Some good photos. Is a football club a real football club if it doesn't have a canteen? No. No, it's not. No. So, it's no. like you're not a real country unless you have an airline and a, and a beer brand? Uh, yeah, fair enough. Fair Australia's enough. got Van Diemen. Yeah, yeah, true. And, um, and Jetstar, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yes, so well done to the. We had answers. Answer. No, yeah, they they gone. My mum worked for answer. Did she? Yeah, she did. Almira, in the office or no, was she a flight a hosty? Yeah. Yep. Um, can I give a shout out to the Port Sorel Masters? Ah, yes. Uh, involved this. in Sunday uh, Sorel Masters Pink Ladies Day fundraiser. 
raised $10,800 to support local mum of two, Nicole Russia, who was recently diagnosed uh, with a with an aggressive and incurable cancer. Well, $10,800. So that, that's awesome. Obviously, very sorry to hear that, Nicole, but what a what a fantastic effort over 10 grand raised. Lovely so pink tops for the day as well. Yeah. So, well done to the Portsmouth Masters. That's fantastic. Another example well, of- Local football helping out the community. Absolutely. We love, uh, we love stories of that, Wilders. Um, now, the ODFA, uh, I mentioned earlier, wing reporter, Fluffy, uh, Halton, got in contact with us. It was very cold at Oatlands, he said, for the doubleheader. Uh, $4 sabs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm feeling the way it's you're only looking. only a bit of awful wrapped in a bit of skin. Yeah, $4 sabs. So, Potentially not the best value, but clearly a captured market there. So, you know, you sort of, you've got everyone. Um, in game number two, we saw uh, Matty Haywood dominated, absolutely dominated, kicked 18, apparently lit it up on Saturday for more reports. Unlike Saturday the f- night? Saturday, Saturday. Unlike the fire pits, which were non-existent. I will admit that that wind got cold on Saturday afternoon up here, so I can only imagine what it would have been like down there. Well, Fluff did report there was an indoor fire going, so do we give him a little bit of- um, It's a- A little bit of leeway? It's a first warning. Yep. Okay. Got to have- where, uh, Send through your photos. Actually, we haven't posted yet the photo of the Queenstown Crows one. Oh, yes. We'll get that up that on the socials. Bar. That's the best one we've seen yeah. this year, the bath with the- Go crows cut out of it. Absolutely. Well, Fluffy did a um, bit of reporting for us, a big fella, and said- um, following he our, a paycheck this week? No, no, no. Following our um, interview with, with Derry, Greg Dare, the Oatlands coach, he had a bit of a chat around the locals, and they were all giving him a big, big rap. Absolutely love the big fella. So, great to see what he's doing in a tough year. And uh, Maybe that's on the uh, back of- um, Our interview. Well, yeah. Probably. Jeez, look, we're just step ladder. We are. Done it for everyone. Just about everyone. You wait to see what uh, Rowan does after we speak to him later on. Um, and uh, in the first game there, Bothwell, they continued <coughs> their perfect season. But only just. Hartford win over the travelling trier banner. The banner. Uh, what, what's their- What's their- It should oh. be the Ravens. I don't know why. I feel like calling the trier banner Ravens. Anyway, Caden Wilson should did his best that. with five goals, uh, but wasn't enough. Wasn't enough for the win. Hey, um- the the week started for me. The ruse. Tribana ruse. Tribana ruse. Well, speaking of the ruse, uh, good segue there, Wilders. The week started for me Friday night. Clarence Girls had a bit of an upset, um, defeating top of the table North Hobart in a cracking game of yes. Bell Reef. Yeah, kicked away in the second and third quarter to record a 15-point uh, win. The Twin Towers, the Twin Rachels in Archer and, and- Gill. Uh, she wouldn't leave Queenstown after one beer. No. Rachel Gill. Better She'd Gil. be there. The better Gill. She'd be there all night, I reckon. The better Gill. Yep. Uh, anyway, she continued, they continued their great season. Um, and now, with Kingborough also winning on the weekend, we've got a three-way tie at the top. Uh, so, we've got, um, yeah, Glenorchy just one game behind them. So, that's going to be a cracking final series. So, we've got a T-top. A trip-top. Triple-top. Trip-top. Yeah, trip-top. And Glenorchy, who've just picked up AFL experience, will be, um, you know, they'll be, uh, they'll be up there as well. So the SFL women's is going to be an absolute cracking final series. Does your dad like footy? Yeah, my dad loves playing footy. Well, then he should listen to Wyatt on the Wing. Oh, what's that? 
Where it's a footy podcast with Wilderness and Words. Oh, that sounds really good. I should get my dad to listen to it. You definitely should. Do they talk about canteens and stuff? Oh, 100%. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm going to get my dad onto it and even me mum. That sounds great. Yeah, thanks for letting me know, mate. No worries. Come around. Do you know what I realised that we haven't done yet? We suggested we were going to do a wing predictor. Yes. And we will have to do that this <laughs> week, <laughs> this <laughs> coming week, before we get too close to f- mm. finals will be upon us. Do you know what also is, shortly. Do you know what also is missing? <laughs> we've got one. We're one, picking holes in ourselves. Yeah, we've got one player in the All-Stars uh, so far. Well, but the ones from last year haven't run out for us yet. So we, st- we can still carry over. All right. Well, there's a few. We got, we got, there's still the carryover chance. There's a few I want to put in. I want to put Rowan in. All right. Well, let's do that. All right. We'll do that another later week. On. Okay. No worries. Um, we mentioned the Port Sorrell Masters. Uh, the Deloraine Football Club for that. Remember when they did the ice bath to fight yeah. MND stuff? Yeah. When, when um, Scotty, Scotty Rigby, actually got He did good shorts. bomb into yeah. that, into the hay pool. Um, $13,000 raised oh, along, with the, awesome. along with the South Launceston Football Club. Um, I love seeing local footy clubs get together and, and do things like that. That's fantastic. That's, so, congratulations, $13,311.84. Uh, so, well done to whoever donated the $0.84. Uh, I think that was us. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's terrific to yeah, see that. Absolutely. Well done. Absolutely. Hey, uh, speaking of things that that's are That's your most common phrase on this show. What's that? Hey, uh- hey, uh, <laughs> normally it's- hey- uh, until you get the song for the last drinks this week. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> no, it was great to see the Tassie Under-16 boys secure the title for the NAB AFL National Development Championships. Did very well. They did. They finished the series with a perfect record after their victory over Sydney Swans to the tune of 53 points. Uh, Vice-captain Ollie Kubank was again dominant, 33 possessions, and he was awarded for his outstanding- Who kicked the goal, so? Oh, mate, I, I, look, you know me, I don't worry about the goal. Favourite son of the show, Jiffy's young fella, was Cohen. Oh, sent forward, go. kick four in the second half, I think it was. Excellent. Well, there Big you go. Big at his grandparents uh, down there watching. Good little Sunday trip. Absolutely. Well, well good um, big Sunday trip, really. Before you interrupt me again. Um, Ollie uh, got well, the- I did ask the, you the question. Yeah, got the Taz MVP, so- Great to see our proud footy state doing so well in these underage well, development they, carnivals. Until I mean, they move to South Australia you know, against, or Victoria. Against teams, New South Wales and Queensland. If only they had a, a local club in the national competition <laughs> to a, aspire to, hey? Um, I was watching the front bar uh, last week. Right. Leon Cameron, uh, who's obviously just finished up yep. as GWS coach, he told a story that he played 100 games of junior football at under-15 level. At his local club, which was Karakut in Western Victoria. How'd that work? Well, he started playing as a six-year-old because the under-15s was the only team they had, the junior <laughs> lab. He played 100 games at under-15 level. <laughs> that's awesome. I thought that was very, very worthy for mention. That's, that, that's local footy. That's, yeah. Uh, that's great. Is that right? So, if you- Do you- Have you got a son or a daughter? Was it you? Have you got someone that's played an absolute truckload of games- in a particular side because of there, I reckon uh, there's well, a case that there's girls because of probably, the because of the the obviously the lack of teams for girls, I reckon there'd be a few girls in that. Well the situation. girls go for like an under seventeens to fourteens in the one to a to eleven. Like yeah. yeah. So 
there'd, there'd have to be a few fellas who would be like 14 or 15 and have probably played like a lot of resis footy where well, clubs were really struggling. Isn't there and they an might age? Have bought isn't there a- you, 15. You, you couldn't- I think it's 15. Or maybe it's 15 to play under 18s now, but who knows back then. But I reckon it's more juniors. Like He started as yeah, a six-year-old six six in under 15s. Well, I've got- I've got a seven-year-old daughter, and I've got a thirteen-year-old son. So that could roll and, out. And I again. can't. Well, well, look at Maxie. I can't imagine Max running out against Jack, uh, let alone Jack in two years. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm sure. They, I'm sure they sort of let him. You know, um, kick, that's awesome. You know the Tassie deal that we did the twenty thousand bucks for the names of Tasmania was bad stickers on football. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, the suggestion was made that someone needs to. Police that and just make sure that the stickers are applied properly and stuff. Yep. Um, our names were thrown forward. Okay. As a little sojourn. Yep. To get over to USAFL. Interesting. To, just to make sure that- um, Now, that, where, when are they looking at doing this? I'm not sure. I didn't get quite to the details component. I was going to run it past you th- yeah. first. See well, the new calendar. if we can get it around the NBA finals series- Well, that's we what I'm thinking. We could- we could a couple of trips. And uh, we could also look at stadiums and stuff. We and could do a bit of reporting for the work Tassie with Clarko, team. get yep. a second set of eyes on that sort of stuff. I think that's a great idea. Who do, so, we, who do we speak to about that? We'll oh, follow we, that up. We know some people. Yep, we'll, we'll get, follow that get up. Get hold of Team Rockcliffe, I reckon, hey, or, um, or Wine Tasmania. They're the ones that speak, seem to be stumping it up. Speaking of Clarko. The budget might have already gone, though. <laughs> speaking of Clarko. And stickers I, look good. Stop interrupting. <laughs> speaking of- speaking Put of yourself on mute. I need to- Yeah. Is that your mute or no? Oh, have you? Speaking of Clarko, uh, and I don't know if we've alluded to this on the podcast or if we've just spoken about this plenty of times, but I was listening to the Believers podcast with Alison Nicholson. Oh, and property. How good um, is Clarko in regards to the, the thought process and the way he goes around football in, in Tassie? Now, there is a guy- who, whether he actually agreed or disagreed with the, the Tassie proposition, you'd actually listen to because he's had his boots on the ground, he's been here, he understands it, he's clearly done his research compared to those two nuffies in the pit and apparently there's someone else going into well, the pit. About, we'll, get, we'll move into So, this. someone that's actually done some research on the footy and the state of footy. And you and I spoke about how, you know, when we're talking about the regional, or oh, sorry, the state league competition, and you know, there's this great um, uh, fallacy that the state league. How's that for a big word? Uh, the state, the state leagues in <laughs> West in, in Western Australia or South Australia um, have this one comp, but teams aren't travelling, as you say, from Western Australia to from Port Lincoln to um, Port, 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 Lincoln, you know, Port Augusta or Broome uh, or SA whatnot. NFL, um, that's well, Port Lincoln, isn't it? Port yeah. Lincoln, Port Augusta, Mount Gambier, Cooper Pedy, like five, six hours yeah. away. They're, they're Same not- as a waffle isn't Port Headland, uh, Carafa, Kalgoorlie. Yeah, Kalgoorlie was who I was um, Margaret so, River. So that's no different to to here in the Tassie landscape having, you know, a Burnie or a Wynyard travelling down to a Kingborough, you know, in a four-hour trip. So Alistair was- Clarkson was fantastic in his thought process around that, around um, conferences, and really worth a listen. Uh, I now know who you're throwing in the pit, and I love it. Uh, really worth a listen to anyone that loves their local footy. Get on those the podcasts, the Believers podcasts. 
Um, go to go to our socials and there's a link there to our site, which then there is obviously a link there to believetasmania.com. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic and really worth a listen. So, well done, Al. I haven't listened to my boy Jack Rewalt's one this week. Uh, it's just come up, I think. So, I'm looking forward to, to listening to that. Jack's a very, very passionate footballer uh, and Tassie footballer. Very, so. art- very articulate with his um, yeah. views as well. Yep, so now get um, around that. Hey, we mentioned it. The bloke's teetering on the edge. Oh, just before, you, just before you get to that, I just want to give a quick another pump up to Bridport. Uh, I think the Bridport Footy Club, um, did you can't, you see the short video they released during yeah, the week? Yeah, very well shot by Nick Betts Media. Yeah, they did a great job. So drumming up a bit of uh, interest with the release of a short video about the club. Great to see the legends there. Um, so they're really getting on the front foot. So... If you're up in that that region and thinking of playing footy, then uh, and you're not currently playing and you want to help out a club, uh, get up to Bridport. How good's the view from there from their oval? Very good view, absolutely marvelous. Now, let's talk about the pit. Uh, well, the, the blokes the blokes teetering on the teetering on the edge. And can, would you mind just giving him a little shove? Yeah, just do it. Thank you, Mick Malthouse. Oh, you're in the. I'll kick him in. You're in the pit. Okay. He's a. Ugh. He's a dinosaur, mate. He's a dinosaur. Eddie's a dinosaur. Tony Cochran's a dinosaur. Mick's a dinosaur. I wouldn't say Tony's a dinosaur, but he just doesn't. Well, he's understand a dickhead. Me. Yep. <laughs> uh, Mick Malthouse believes we're, we're there are. Have, we're definitely going to have the explicit warning on. Yeah. <laughs> I normally tick it anyway. Mick Malthouse believes there are several reasons why a Tasmanian AFL team should come from a current club. For Tasmania to have an AFL team, it needs to be a relocated club and become the Tasmanian Kangaroos, Saints or Suns. So, he's half out throwing the Suns under the bus there. Mick, you're wrong, mate. We've been through this. A relocated team will not work in the state. We will not have it. It's our team or none at all. We just don't want it, Mick. And North I- Melbourne don't want it. Like, no, Why? no one wants it. Why are we continually going over this same, same topic? Like, let me out. Let me oh. out. Shut up, Mick. <laughs> I read that and was filthy. Oh. Just, just so frustrating. So Actually, it's nice to have. To a, it's nice to have another member in the pit. I said to a North. I asked a North Melbourne supporter. I found one on Saturday, <laughs> and I said to him, and "This was this you, was you unearth them." Yeah, this was. Um, and then I, they were beating Collingwood for a fair while. But um, I said to him, "I said, mate, can you like as a North Melbourne supporter here in Tassie? What are your thoughts?" He said, "I don't want North Melbourne in Tassie. I, I'll, I'll happily support North Melbourne. I want a Tassie team, but I do not want." Want, want the want? I do not want the teams merging. Just, just won't work. Why? Why us? He said. Why North Melbourne are financially viable. We're not a drain as as much as some other clubs. So why are they using North Melbourne? Because at the moment we suck. That's the only reason. Who does want the relocated team? Well, Tony, current uh, AFL, um, some current AFL team presidents. Team presidents. Because who, of the financial yeah, reason. Yeah, who, who don't who see it as don't want yeah, let's give team. let's give Tassie the team for the heartland, um, but let's not affect the roster and cause us any more issues with funds and everything else. So um yeah, I'm I'm yeah. See you in the pit, Mick. Yeah. Dickhead. Yeah, out. Uh I um oh TSL uh, Clarence had a good win over Glenorchy. Glenorchy slightly better performance. 
Uh, as we alluded to before, Launceston did it easy in the tot clash against Kingbra. Kieran- I actually heard a little bit of goss, which I didn't like what I heard. About, about Clarence? No, about Glenorchy. Someone said they were, whether it's a rumour or not, contemplating- Hang on, is this controversy corner? Ooh, maybe. No. I've got a good one, controversy corner. No, that they were alluding that Glenorchy may be considering going back to the SFL. SFL, they're in a bit of debt, and so I don't know. I I, I hope that's not the case. How would, how would going back to the SFL help debt? Um, well, probably not paying out as much in player payments. But I, I really, I hope it's not. I hope it's just a bit of garbage that I heard. Um, because you'd hate to see a club like Glenorchy not in the state like statewide competition. So sorry. Get back to your- uh, uh, Yeah, so for Kingbra, Kieran Lovell racked up 45 disposals. Handy. Um, but speaking to the Launceston boys tonight, uh, it was a pretty epic first half from him, but faded away, got a lot of his disposals back of centre. Uh, and the big ruckman there, uh, Tomlinson. Tomlinson? Yep, the Brisbane- uh, Tom- Tomkinson. The Brisbane, ex-Brisbane um, Lions. He, uh, he was everywhere yep. uh, for Kingbra. Uh, and then North Lonnie- um, Probably got it done easier in the end. Ran away from North Hobart uh, at the the what is it the cultural home of football? No, it's not spiritual. Cult- spiritual, spiritual. Thank you. Yep. Uh, well, while we're down there in Hobart, ESFL, Lindisfarne and Signet played out an absolute belter at Signet Oval in the toddy. Uh, the home team going down by just eleven points in the end. So uh, Mick Cassidy, Jack Gleeson, both kicked three apiece and. We're in the best, um, but, uh, yeah, they performed really well. Nathan Duggan played a great game for Signet. So, you know, it's not just all one way down there for Linda's Farn. Um, now, that was the toddy. We also had a body. <laughs> <laughs> Claremont. <laughs> Cla- Claremont played uh, New Norfolk and got the chocolates over them uh, to the tune of just 10 points out at Boyer. In, <laughs> in front of, no doubt, a parochial court. Uh, crowd Clinton Curtin bag six for the visitors and near best on ground display. Have you ever played at Boyer? Uh, no, I haven't. I've been there as a, a um, on a very cold day when I was down in Hobart for uni, and it's not one of the most fun. I um, got <laughs> football memories. Absolutely. Who'd you play for out there, Clarence? Clarence. Yeah, absolutely caned. Uh, by the crowd out there, um, I just you? I just came you? I just came back from uh, Queensland three weeks in clean, Queensland tan to the hilt, and I was running out in the white strip and um, God I copped it from the from the uh, the boy of faithful. Uh, I actually ran out a few weeks earlier than that. No, it must have been I was umpiring for the underage. I used to I used to umpire for the underage. And I and they, they yelled at me. You're a better umpire than you are player. And oh, they were, well, that's fairly. Yeah. Were, well, that's I mean, a pretty true statement. Well, it is, and that's, that's what everyone says about umpiring at the moment. So anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's not not fun down there. It can get very chilly at times. So yeah, good win in the body. Well, Claremont, you like that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> that was good. Uh, a couple of one sided. What's that? I don't know, but yeah. you're about to move up. So just quickly, oh, the old scores. Yeah. Well, yeah. Did you see the result there? Yes, I did. That was I Uni. did not expect. No, massive, uh, massive game thriller. At um, I don't know. I'm presuming it was at uni actually. Storming home the last quarter, but uh, yeah, fairly, fairly, <laughs> sadly fell short by just four points and toppling the mighty Dosa. It's yes. only lost one game. So Dosa have come back to the pack a little bit. It'll be great to see how the 
the final four oh, rounds the, of that comp. The Lions getting out. it done easy over OHA as well. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Things aren't right over at the shipyards. No, I, thought, I thought a few of them were coming back. Anyway, well, anyway. sorry, mate. Move up the Midlands. Uh, moving up the Midlands. A uh, couple of one-sided results in uh, ODFA with uh, Campania getting it big time done over Woodsdale. Uh, likewise, Campbelltown, you mentioned before, uh, 18 goals kicked by. Big fella. <laughs> Matty Hayward Matty Hayward, well done 240 uh, But in Gun. the closer match, Bothwell mm. uh, Four point winners over the Kangaroos mm. Or the Roos mm. uh, the, Raven, the Ravens um, I did have a chat to the Campbelltown coach this evening Yeah um, And I just asked, oh, the Campania ground Wet as a shag Right Just okay. not up to football Yep um, But he, he was um, he was suggesting that the scoreboard, the Oatland seven points, um, wasn't reflective of the game. Okay. Thought that, so would, thought thought that would better than that. Performed better than that. But yep. um, he said it was a good game leading into the last three rounds of the year. We yeah. gave us a heads up for um, a potential mm, game down there off. that we might be, might be heading down to. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, now, up north in TFA, there actually was not much. I've alluded to the Premier League, but in Div 1, results when is expected. Women's results when is expected. Um, honestly, it's just not much. There wasn't much worth talking about, unfortunately, uh, in the in, in TFA. In, in WFL, in the women's, a couple of drubbings there. But there was a close one between Devonport and Burnie uh, in the NWFL, in the, in the men's, that is, with uh, the force play. God, what's going on? I need You've time to drinking l- lubricate my lips. Uh, the fourth placed Dockers. That's the other most common <laughs> statement you make on this podcast. <laughs> uh, the fourth, pl- fourth placed Dockers pushed the undefeated Devonport all the way. Uh, Devonport jumped them early, but Bernie clawed their way back to fall just two goals short. Um, so it was. It was the good. Trobe had a good win over Penguin too. Uh, yeah, they did. That yeah, um, it was close, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It Couple was only uh, twelve points. Yes, it was. Yep. Um, but that's fifth beating third. Mm. Um, I don't, I'm not sure many people would have seen that happening. Probably not. Uh, NWFA, there wasn't too much to note about. Uh, but in the Darwin, uh, all results when is expected. But congratulations has to go to Rowan Bulldock, who brought up his 100th Raises goal the bat. for the season. He kicked five in South Burnie's uh, 58-point victory over Queenstown. Another stellar season for the big man. Not the first time he's done that. Well, he's kicked 100 goals. There's still four rounds left. And Wildus. Yes. Guess what? What have we got? Well, you know what we've got because you got him on the phone. We are lucky enough to have the big man, Rowan Baldock, on the line to talk to him about his massive achievement. Raise the bat. Again. Rowan, welcome to Way Out in the Wing. How are you, fellas? Glad to be here. Excellent, thank you, mate. You've kicked, uh, you've kicked five goals on the weekend, as we've just alluded to in in your win, and uh, it's brought up the ton. Uh, that is a fantastic achievement. Firstly, well done, and secondly, how many times is this a uh, hundred goals in a season you've kicked? Uh, I think this is the it's the fourth time I've kicked a hundred in a season, um, mate. Have you have you always been a forward? Yeah, so I've always played full forward. Um, just yeah, ever since the sort of I didn't start footy till I was sort of 18, 18 I think, or we didn't really sort of play. I was playing basketball, and they just stuck me at full forward. And I've just sort of been there ever since. I mean, 
you know, it's a good achievement to kick the goals or whatever. But if you if you fall forward, you bloody got to kick it, don't you? So. Have you ever have you ever gone to the wrong end of the ground and just gone, geez, this is unfamiliar? <laughs> I remember uh, when I was playing at Bernie one time. Um, Planny got me to play in the back pocket, and I, I think I got caught with the ball like three times, and he he just dragged me back off and put me back forward so you did that on purpose didn't you i think it was a bit of a tactical thing to yeah make sure i wasn't wasn't down that stand of the ground i mean who wants to be a backman really <laughs> agreed 100 percent. hey mate <laughs> um a hundred you've still got four uh you've still got four rounds left for the season so have you set yourself a target i suppose you're probably the uh the consummate professional from a team playing point of view mate probably more team focused than um than individuals but have you got a goal in mind that you'd like to get to this year if you give us uh, a one week at a time answer here you will cut you off yeah. <laughs> not really mate like if i'm honest when i was younger and kicking them i used to count them in my head and i'd know how many i had to go and I don't know how many I had at each quarter. I guess when you get older, especially on coaching, you're just thinking about all this other stuff. You're not not too concerned about how many sort of snags you're kicking, like week to week. You know, sort of where you're at. I guess they post it on the socials and stuff like that. But no, nah, look, I'm I'm pretty happy to kick over another hundred. It was really nice with both me both me little fellas ran out on the ground this time, so I was pretty happy with that. Was there much of a crowd that ran out, or was it only those uh, two? <laughs> Mostly just the players, mate, and, and me two little fellas come belting up there from way out on the wing, actually. To the, uh, hey, that's brilliant. good. Love They're it. starting them early up there. Now, mate, the yeah. fight, the um, the season's panned out pretty well for you guys. You're currently second on the ladder, just behind Yola, undefeated Yola at this point. Do you reckon you've got enough uh, firepower there to get them come finals? Look, Yola, Yola are a powerhouse, mate. They give us a real smack last time we played them. But, yeah, I definitely think... Um, if, if we play well on the day, you know, anything has got to happen. I mean, they're undefeated for a reason. They're definitely the best team in the comp, but I'd be silly to think that we're not a chance come come finals. And, you know, I feel like I've got a couple of little aces up my sleeve that sort of hasn't played against them yet. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really well coached. Got some really good players, and I'm, not, I'm hoping, you know, we'll, we'll make it there because the, the comp is actually really strong. You've got Queenstown, you've got Yeoman, and you've even got Natone on their day that can sort of knock anyone off. So it's a really good, strong comp this year. Now, back in, even though 100's a good uh, achievement and stuff, back in 2016, you sort of had a bit of a, a breakout year. 100. Yeah, 100. What about 200? <laughs> what about, about 200 and... 241 for the year? Talk us, <laughs> yeah, talk yeah, us look, through 2016. Was that just year. one out of the, out of the, uh, off the bat or something? So what happened is um, I played seven games in 2015. Uh, I signed back at South from Bernie. And I come back and I played seven games and um, I, I, dis- I I got kicked in the shoulder and it, it busted on my shoulder. So it put me out for the rest of the year. And I, I think I was on about 77 goals at the time. And I, I was really annoyed that I'd sort of missed that chance to come back to the club because I grew up at South Bend and my dad used to coach. And I'm, I'm really annoyed at the chance I missed out on, on, you know, to be able to sort of help. And we went on to win the flag that year. So I guess I just sort of trained really hard. I took the coaching on and just sort of come back and just, yeah, the goals just, I don't know what happened there. They just sort of kept coming every week and just stacked up, I guess. What was the most, what was the, sorry, mate, what was the most you kicked uh, that year in a game? Um, I kicked 20, 20 20-odd three times that year. Um, (laughs) And it was just, just, um, like, even sort of, I don't know, like, you just finish a game, it was like a tight game and you still end up with, like, 10. I just, it's hard to explain I don't think I played any better that year, or maybe the guys will pull me a bit more because it was like first year coaching that. But yeah, we was pretty lucky to, to come away with I, that minute. I was, you know, I, I cannot imagine what it'd be like. I, 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 Wilders and I have kicked. I think we've kicked maybe. 
twelve in a game each once, and I and I thought I was it was just being fed to me every minute. So I cannot imagine <laughs> what it would be like kicking twenty goals in a game, let alone two hundred and forty in a season. Is there a was there was it was that year your, your highlight in in your you know your individual footy career, or was uh, there is there uh, another highlight you've had? Yeah, I think um, in 2012, um, when I was playing for Bernie Dockers, we won the state premiership. It was the first state flag that Bernie had ever won. Um, I feel like that was a big one. And that year, I'd, um, I'd actually stopped playing about round eight. And I had um, a stomach operation, so I had to actually have a fair bit of my bowel removed. And, you know, I was sort of I was saying, you know, you're not probably going to play footy anymore and stuff like that. And then I just somehow made it back and Planty brought me in for the grand final and I ended up kicking like four or five kick, in the grand final. Yeah, we won the four. flag. Yeah, it's kick four in the grand final. We won the state flag. That, that was a pretty big one. And I, I guess the 200 and something goes like, it was just a bit surreal because I was getting so much like media attention. Because I remember I kicked kicked 100 in nine games, I think. And I was like, it was like plastered all over AFL.com. Like people were just like tagging me and just sharing. And stuff, it just got out of hand. Like, it really got out of hand. Like, every everywhere you go, you just be like, "Oh, how many on now?" Like, sort of thing. Like, all over Facebook. Like, you almost couldn't get on it. It was just, yeah, it was just surreal. I, I, I think that's. I think it was close to an Australian record. Maybe one guy had two hundred and sixty or or two fifty. Yeah. So, Pete, so Trevor Sutton um, had kicked two hundred and forty nine for Deliquin or something like that uh, back in the eighties, and I, I'd kicked two twenty eight in the roster season, but. Because we won the last game, we had the week off. And then I think I we played – so we had the week off because it was top five. Then I played – I think I kicked nine or so. And then we had the week off again because we'd won. And then – so I only ended up playing two finals. Um, uh, so, you, yeah, shot, you, shot yourselves in the foot by winning. It was good. We had a lot of old guys that year and it was just freshened everyone up. So we come out – I think we ended up winning the flag by about 80-odd. Um, which was good, and yeah, no, it was it was a really it was a really good um, thing to sort you, of finish up. On. Yes. You, you mentioned that uh, premiership being one of your highlights for Bernie. There are a few uh, reasonable names. You played Launceston, I, I seem to recall. Um, yeah, played a few reasonable footballers back then. Would have been Derber and the Coladashny boys, uh, yeah. but you also yeah. had a reasonable football player in your own team now, running around in the AFL. Brody Mychek, was that right? Well, we had Brody Mychek, we had Robbie Fox, who's playing for Sydney. Um, we had Eli Templeton, who tears up the VFL. We had Brady Gray, who was on an AFL list there for a fair while. Then, obviously, we had Jason Laycock and Andy Lee and Luke Shackleton. We had lots of guys that had played AFL do on that you, team. Was uh, who? Do you remember who played on you? Uh, that, was it Gene Savage? Uh, nah, Gene Savage played on Brody Mychek. Um, I had a guy... I can't remember exactly who played on me. Actually, I think I might have had like a couple of got just like I wasn't I wasn't like the main guy in that team. I was sort of more worried about Brody and like Laycock when he went forward. So I think I just they just picked me up with with whoever. They didn't really care too much who was on me. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, now mentioning uh, individual highlights, do you know uh, what your total tally is of goals kicked across your career? If if our if our um, stats are correct, stats are correct. Um, yeah, so two two weeks ago, for because see, Buddy kicked a thousand goals this year, and then a couple of guys are like, "Well, you, you'd be close, bro." Like with senior goals, and you can get on Play HQ, and we had a look, and it was pretty close. It was about thirty goals out on the Play HQ, so I got on there and I'd I'd uh, I'd, I'd kick like you know nine hundred and something goals so to start the year, and then yes, yeah, so I kicked a thousand two weeks ago 
out of my senior career, and um, I, I'm not 100 percent sure what I'll be on now. Maybe maybe a thousand or fifteen yeah. or something like that. Good. It's nice to know that that little fact didn't escape you uh, a couple of weeks ago. Which is, which is better, a hundred in a season or a thousand for the career? Uh, <laughs> well, I don't really think anyone really cares. About <laughs> a thousand. I mean, like, I guess the hundred. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I'd, maybe. I'd take two hundred in the in a in a season, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, you've obviously played a lot of footy. Who, who's been some of the better players you've played with? You mentioned some quality names earlier, but what about uh, some of the best offenders who mightn't be a well-known name, but who just um, you know occasionally caused you a bit of grief? Um, yeah, so like I'll start. Like the best players I've played with is definitely Laycock and Shaq in Burnie. Like they had years where they they were just untouchable. Like you try and tag Luke Shackleton. Uh, they'd run two or three tags for him, and they just couldn't stop him. He'd still get 40, 45, kick two or three goals. And Laycock, when he come back from um, from Essendon, I remember he uh, he played a game against Launceston one time. It was like it was like watching a grown man play against school kids. He kicked eight goals from the ruck and took about twenty five. He's just unstoppable. Like I just still think of that game to this day, just thinking like how how can someone be so much better than everyone else? And that's just sort of what he was when he was at his best. Um. And the best defenders I've played against, definitely. I've, I always think about this guy, um, Josh Woolley from Launceston. He's probably not that well known, but he's just a fucking star. Oh, sorry. He's just an absolute star. Um, um, don't worry about it. We fucking swear all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just an absolute star. And like, he, he'd be quick on the lead. and get the, He'd always get the fist. And then he'd run off. And like, he used to run off me and kick a goal every game, probably. And it, I, I just, as a, as a forward... You just hate chasing your defender, like you think that's their job on you. But yeah, he's definitely one that's always sort of stood out to me, a guy that I used to hate playing on. What about um, what about best teammates that you've played best, with, as in teammates, uh, not necessarily players? Um, I reckon the best teammate I've played with would probably be my mate Gav. One of my best mates, Gav. Like he just. Uh, He'd do anything for you. He's always out on the ground. Like he just—he's always looking for you when he's kicking forward and stuff like that. And yeah, he'd—he'd—he'd he'd, he'd be one that stands out. Probably, probably Chris Ware that plays at South as well. Like they're, they're two that sort of always look after me at South. It's, not, yeah, it's uh, not. Have you ever dropped back and uh, into the reserves and played with Hazy at all? <laughs> Hazy, look, fellas, I can tell you a bit of stuff about Hazy. So please but, do, please but, do. We've got time. I get too much into it. Um, Hazy runs the club basically. Like the club would not function without Hazy. He's he's one of the best clubmen you ever see, you ever see in your life. But and his dad was literally one of the best players that South's ever seen. He won like three best and fairest. Probably played two hundred plus senior games. Absolute star, like seriously. And Hazy, if you if you'd watch Hazy train. You you would pick him in the ones in a heartbeat. <laughs> he just comes on, and the big fella just gets lost out there. His head is so big, man. It must be like hard to uh, for him to run around with it, I reckon, because he just gets out there and gets lost. Uh, well, he's, the, he's the he's the captain of our twos. The, the the fellas love him, and yeah, he's really good. And he, he, whenever you ask him to come up and play one's game here and there, or whatever, he comes up. He's a bloody legend. But uh, right. yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's just a bit funny, like when he's. When he's training, you think he's a million bucks, and then he just gets out there. <laughs> the big fella just goes in order a little bit. Is it true that he's still trying to teach you to perfect the best don't argue, as he's got a better one than you? <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, he gave one don't argue <laughs> to his bloke, and it was pretty big. And I'm, we were on the sidelines. I remember saying to the guys in silence, just everyone say you didn't see it. 
just everyone say he didn't see because it, it was absolutely massive. And now, yeah, he reckons he's not like the best stiff arm of and all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> mate, um, Rowan, you you would have been on a few Mad Mondays in your time, mate. Any good uh, any good Mad Monday um, characters that deserve a mention? Yeah, we won't ask for particular events, but you know, any some nah, good def- guys really def- off the field. Yeah, like definitely the best Mad Monday guy is Jason Laycock. Um, unbelievable Mad Monday. So I've got a couple of stories about Jay. So one one of the times we was up at the Gentleman's Club, and this this is hard to believe, but he drank he drank ninety. Uh, 10 ounce beers. He drank not, and they were counting them on a snooker counter, right? And this is from like way early in the morning to way late at night. He was that drunk, he wanted to fight Planny because Planny had put the put the piss on. Planny probably spent, you know, four or five thousand bucks on on, on piss when we won the flag. And he, he was trying to fight him because he reckons he was putting like half lemonade in his beers. There's no way he could have 90. And he was like, he was just going on, he was falling over and just <laughs> like falling into walls and stuff. And then. The next day after that, we was up at Darren Bannon's house and he ended up feeding Darren Bannon's dog a stick of butter. <laughs> we had to get the dog's stomach pumped. <laughs> uh, and, and then he needs to just run through his front door and just the front door off the hinges. He's a plumber as a tradesman. I don't know how a plumber would go rehanging a door the next morning either. Uh, no, nah, what we did is my old man's a carpenter. We rang him up and he came up and rang on the door and that. So it was pretty happy. But he's just such a big man, you know. Like he could just. I remember another time um, after we won a game, he drove up to Darren's. We also used to hang out at Darren's house. Darren Benham, you guys are pretty familiar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we always used to go up to Darren's house and he'd um he one time he he brought a carton of long necks. And he'd come up there, and we're up there for about two hours, and we looked over, and Jason drank the whole carton of long neck. He drank all long necks in, in about two hours. He was just, he was just completely fine. Like he's he, a big, he's, he's a big lad. Yeah, oh, he's huge, but yeah. just his big ability was it was better than his. Like he's, like I said, he's the best football I've ever played with, but his drinking ability far outweighs his footy ability. <laughs> They're, they're gold. Uh, if you, what's the favourite ground you've played on, or is South Burnie, Wyvernhoe, the your favourite ground to play on? Um, in the Darwin, mate, my favourite ground to play on definitely would be would be South Burnie. Um, my favourite ground to play on, I've played on a lot of grounds because I mean, early days um, when we used to play at Burnie, used to play Fox Hill Cups and stuff. Well, that's you go around, you get you get to play on Metricon and. And these sort of guys, and I was lucky enough playing like a couple of state, state, like I guess in the state league rep teams that we played on. We played on Eddie Had one time, and um, and whatever the West, the Greater Western Sydney one is, we played on that. Like they're all good grounds, but I, my favourite ground was always Burnie because it was just small. It would just wind would blow one way, like it was just really favourable to us. Or was it so de- it was, a deep forward? You'd love that because half forward's yeah, pretty much non-existent on that ground. Exactly. So it just come out of the middle and they just hit it up deep forward. Like yeah, probably definitely my favourite ground I've ever played at would be, would be Birdie for sure. And like I've played on pretty much all the grounds around around the place. I've even played a year in um, in country Victoria. I remember in two thousand eighteen. They ring me up. So I played on some good grounds up there as well. That that, that was an eye opener playing in country Vic. Let me tell you. Was uh, Queenstown, mate? You've had a run on on the gravel. How's that? Yeah, that would probably rate to be the worst, <laughs> the worst ground I've ever played on. Um, I hate it because it's they they. Whenever you play Queenstown down there, they they like a 
they're like a hundred point better side down there. Like I just, it's hard to fathom how good they are down there. They're just all grown up on it. They know the way the ball bounce. They're just that, they're just that tough. They'd eat the gravel if they had to, you know. <laughs> now, Rowan, I haven't done I haven't done full research, mate. Have you played any rep games for Tassie in any um in any of the yeah 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 yeah? For when I was um when we was playing state league, there yeah, we played played rep games for Tassie. Yeah. Who did you who did you play against? Did you kick a few. Um, I think one of the times we played was like a South Australian side. We got smacked. We didn't I didn't kick any. I don't think I've actually kicked any in state game. I think I've been pretty well held. <laughs> we, we, we can just delete well, that. Well, we'll edit that bit out, mate. We, don't, we won't worry about that. <laughs> we don't need that. Ah, mate. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, Ro, mate, it's uh, been a pleasure having you on Way Out in the Wing. We really appreciate it and uh, just wanted to give yourself a, a big pat on the back and congratulations for another terrific uh, year, mate. You're an asset to the football community uh, for what you do and, and uh, how you play and hopefully you young fellas uh, uh, grow up and and uh, don't live in the shadow like Hazy suggests. You still live in your old man's shadow. <laughs> yeah, Hazy's, uh, Hazy definitely lives in, lives in the old man's shadow. <laughs> hey, Rowan, how, how old are your boys, mate? Um, Huxley's eight and Felix is five, mate, and that footy mad. Like, they both play old ski. Huxley's always, you know, like, he wasn't so much footy mad to start with, but this last year, he's just the pennies dropped with him. He's always wanting to kick the footy in that. And that's, that's why I like to play footy, mate, because... It gets the kids around the yeah, club, you know. Like, 100%. I remember, yeah, when I was growing up, my old man coached South, and I'd come down there, and you'd look at the players like they're your heroes, you know, and you just think, this is awesome, and you'd stand behind the goals, and you'd let the guys kick you the balls and stuff like that. And I'd bring my little fellas down to down to Thursday nights, and that's what footy's about, I think, you know, getting the families involved, having a good place, you know, especially with all the mental health stuff that's happening now. It's a good place to go and talk to people and, you know, socialise with like-minded people. It's just a really good sort of break you know you have have a slog it out and work all week and train on thursdays and go down and have a kick with your mates and have a beer afterwards it's a really good release you know i hope, I hope they stick around for a long time yet yeah oh, mate, you, you won't you, you don't won't have to, get, <laughs> you don't have to tell us that we do, uh, we do exactly that yeah, on a thursday could, night and a saturday so meals and couldn't agree so mate if huxley's eight let's say he might be able to squeeze into the resis or if he's got dad's skill the seniors at you know 15 16 eight years do you reckon you'll still be running around then you might might try and squeeze a game or two in with him yeah look for sure mate i don't know if i'd be full-time running around then but i'll, I'll definitely definitely if he, if he wants to if he's if he's sort of got to go down that way i'll i would love to play there. i remember i played a game my my old man was 50 um and i was this is in 2010 it was my first year at south 2010 before i went to bernie and my old man, we played a game on the gravel, and oh man, it was just awesome. Like he, he I think he punched like three guys that game. This way, rules. Was that was that his normal method of play, or was he trying to uh, to sow a uh, a seed of memory to his young son? Uh, so my old man, so it's pretty funny. So like when I was growing up, everyone would say how much of a champion player my old man was. He's very small. He played like a lot of. Um, Won premierships at Penguin, played in Cooley. You know, he was like an NEFU sort of rep player, like one of the better players getting around back in the day. And um, yeah, everyone would say how much of a champion he was. I remember growing up thinking, like, oh, I'm not going to be as good as my dad, you know. Like, I'd sort of say this sort of stuff. And then and then you just, you know, a completely different player because he was just sort of an in and under hard nut. He used to, you know, bash people basically. And I reckon he'd bite him on the bottom of packs and stuff like that to get the ball. Like, he's just a madman. Yeah, now, mate, just... For those that don't know, we better just clarify, your old man isn't Daryl Baldock, though, is it? <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> Any relation? 
Yeah, I think uh, Pop's cousin or something like that, mate. So I think he definitely is distant related. Um, but yeah, Andrew Andrew brought up was was my old man, and, and then my uncle. I know uh, Bill Williams, um, Big Mark Williams. He's he's my mum's brother. So oh, really, of, mate? We had we yeah. had uh, we had Bill on the on the line the other day because uh, he's of his involvement with the Flatheads. The Flatheads, yeah. yeah. So, so we had a great chat with him. He's a ripper. He he was a champion. Yeah. Player. He. he Hundreds upon hundreds, and maybe that's where a bit of I guess maybe I get my sort of marketing ability maybe from from Uncle Bill. But um, yeah. I'm really hoping to get a game in with the Flatheads. Oh, as are as we, mate. Can you let us know then, because uh, we'll we'll make the trip with you, mate. Because we were talking to Bill, and he said, "Yeah, all uh, all all are welcome." And if we get a trip to King Island and squeeze a couple of rounds of golf in for me as well, that's um, yeah. definitely on top of the agenda. So yeah, let it let us know if you're keen. And um, yeah, well. Let's- yeah, Bill was very let's unash. Lock- Sorry, you go, mate. Yeah. Let's lock it in there, fellas. Let's commit now to the to the right eye and flatheads because I'd, I'd love to have a game with them guys. They just seem like they have fun, a bit of social stuff. It'd be really cool. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm really keen. I'd, I'd like to help Uncle Bill out because it seemed like they uh, they got rolled by King Island this year, and I just I don't want that happening. Well, hang on, hang on. Right. Let's just clarify. It didn't sound like the trip was purely football based. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely not purely football related. We definitely want to get a win against them, I think. All right, well, I'm uh, I'm on board, mate, and I reckon Wildus wouldn't take him hard to be If I start a preseason now, I reckon a moment might be right in about eighteen months. Yeah, uh, you'd be right. <laughs> your um, your uncle Bill was very unassuming. He he chatted away as if he uh, wasn't much of a football. And then we did a bit of Google searching after, and he, like you say, he was a jet. So um, yeah, must run yeah, in the family. He was the champion of the league back in the day. Yeah, he's uh, you know, he's talked about. Have stories of him. He'd kick five. He'd kick eight goals on his right foot and eight goals on his left foot in, in, in a single game. That's awesome, <laughs> mate. Um, thank you so much for your time. Uh, as Wilder said, yeah, congratulations. Uh, best of luck for the for the last few uh, roster games and into the finals. We might try. And, we uh, we might be up for finals. I yeah, reckon. get up and get up and watch. So um, yeah, that'd be and great. We uh, we we'll look forward to making our debut together with the Rod Island Flatheads. I uh, look forward to it, fellas, and yeah, no, it's pretty good. Hopefully, is uh, yeah, hopefully we can sort of keep stringing some wins together, mate, and uh, maybe we can get back on after the season and have a talk about it all. And just send through yeah. those more of those uncompromising photos of Hazy to the that uh, we put up onto the socials. I've got plenty of stuff at Hazy, mate. <laughs> I'll uh, oh, send them on. <laughs> good on your beautiful own. Thanks, road. Mate. Good luck for the rest of the year, mate. Thanks very much for doing this. <laughs> Thank you. Make sure you're up to date with all things Tassie football by following Way Out in the Wing on your social media platforms at Way Out Wing on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And use the hashtag Way Out Wing to ensure you're part of the Wing community and we can share all your Tassie footy experiences. Wow. I t- tell you what, Ripper. We could, um, we probably could have talked for a little bit longer. There. Well, we will when we get to King Island. Yes, that'll be a great trip. That'll be good. Uh, have you got anything else up on no, the coast? No, that's that's me done, mate. Um, in the King Island, Curry got it done over North. North came back in the last quarter. They kicked four goals, five to one goal, three. It still fell twenty-four points short. Did I see my cousin in the best best player, Duncan Clemens? Uh, yes, he was. He's having yeah. a good season. He's over having there. a ripper season. He'd be, uh, I reckon, Dunk would be mid forties at, at the youngest. I wonder, did they do club best and fairest, presumably, as well as a league best no, and fairest? Well, you'd think so. Yarn, yeah. 
Let us know. You might need to let us know that. Uh, the boys, Craig and Pete, said Yarn is an absolute ripper. Oh, I didn't know where you were going with <laughs> No, it said he's an absolute oh, work- workhorse. Again, one of those people that you need Abs- around the football absolutely. club. Absolutely. Uh, anything else on your radar, Worm? No, that's it, mate. We did miss a, a big milestone last week. Adam Robbo Robinson for Deloraine Footy Club, who took 500. the field. 500. Uh, 850 games. No, I'm joking. <laughs> 250 games for the club. So, he started there as an under-19. Des- dedicated ultimate resis. He's played a sneaky little 17 senior games as well. So, well done, Robbo. I did see there was a- There were a few more of- Country Victorian bloke, a bloke uh, playing 500 games. Wow, that's good, isn't it? For one- 500 games, yeah. And he played for the one club. 500. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That's a lot of footy. That's a lot of injuries. Well, he didn't look as though he had- Some some people- It wouldn't be. If you're playing 500 games- Well, you're right. You probably have You probably don't have injuries. It's the guys that have played 30 games that have had all the injuries. It's inconceivable that someone can play 500 games of football. And not not get seriously injured. It'd be interesting, actually, now with the age of Play HQ and stuff and all of this- What was his name? Can we get on? uh, I can't remember, no. I can't even remember the club he played for. Um, Get the calculator out. Five. All, all of the kids, all of our boys 16? that are playing. 30 years of football. Yeah. At 16 rounds a, a year. All wow. our kids will have that all documented. Yeah. Docu- documented. Do- documented. Well, was it interesting what um, Rowan said about his goal tally, yeah. career goal tally, reckon yeah. that Sporting Poles play HQ were a little bit 30, off. 30 goals out. Yeah. And I'd back him he, on that. Rover well, he said he used to count them all. Yeah. So. So. Uh, no, mate, that's all I've got. Um, are we, uh, when, when are we going to throw in Controversy Corner for Robbie? Now? Uh, no, we'll do it after this. Oh, it's time for Derek's Deep Dive. Let's get stuck into it. You're cool, fellas. fellas. Uh, I don't know if this is. I, I said after this because I think the, when we're about to build into controversy corner, this is a little bit of the intro. Uh, this week on Derek's deep dive, right. and it's probably a it's probably a, a little bit of a wrap up about a few of the things that we've been discussing of late. So we're not trying to repeat ourselves or ram home a point. We're on no hidden agenda here from AFL Taz. Thanks, wink, wink, Gilly. Uh, right, as the new watch that I've got. <laughs> 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 um, it's good not having to pay for fuel anymore, too. <laughs> Lettuces. Uh, Free lettuce. <laughs> right, Derek's deep dive for this week. The fabric of Tasmanian f- of the Tassie football landscape is rich with history, diverse in clubs, and broad in location. Yeah, even though we're a small state. Agreed. Are we in a position? So this hits upon a little bit last week where we touched upon if we don't get we are an recording. AFL side. We're recording. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Okay. Um, are we, so the, the Tassie footy public, in a position to hit a solid reset with the number of leagues, the team numbers and the clubs in order to facilitate future-proofing local football in our state? Now, I know there's a fair bit to digest there, but it, essentially what we're trying to get to is at some point in our future, do we have to look at what's going on in our state? And I know AFL Taz have done this, and, I, I and was, it I was will about come to say, out. We, we've had that. We've had the uh, the Footy Futures review. Yep. 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 And I think 
in reading into a little bit of the messaging that we've had, we're obviously waiting for the, the biggest thing in that is the AFL side. Correct, correct. So that, that, will, that, will either, that will either completely change the f- – well, no, not, not it will either. It will completely change so, the footy landscape here in the state, <coughs> either for the better or for worse. Well, it'll change at one of – well, <laughs> yes. Ultimately, but what I think this question sort of poses a little bit of what does the future look like there? So, even though we we have the problem with Tassie is that we have all these all these historic clubs because we are a, a um, rich footy. Well, we are a birthplace of the game, um, and a, and a, what is, what's the word? Oh, God, foundation state. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so we have a heap of clubs that have been around for. Many a long year, a heap of history, obviously the players that have gone and played in VFL and AFL and stuff. But at the moment, who was it that said um, football in Tassie is sick? Said that 12, 18 months ago or maybe two years ago. One of the presidents um, uh, at the time said football, local football in Tasmania is sick and it's oh, dying. Probably, uh, Thane Brady. No, it wasn't no? Thane. I think okay. it might have been the Glenorchy president at the time. Um, and unless we do something... And I think at the moment what's happening is we're, t- we're going through these little phases, yep. whereas I think the AFL team, for one way or the other, is going to carve a, a line in the sand or a wedge or whatever. Yep. So can we, in order to future-proof football in the state, wh- how do we go about facilitating that? Well, well, I actually think, I mean, you could be, you could be really- um, to the point and Clinical. say, yeah, and say, well, the AFL team will future proof us. And if we don't have an AFL team, well, footy in Tassie will, I mean, doomsday is it will die by the wayside. Will it? Well, well, I, I don't know. Unless, I, unless, I, we, unless, unless we unless get we the then, local side of it. Unless right. we then go, right, okay, we don't have an AFL team. This was our chance. It's unlikely we ever will for another 10 or 15 years now. So we need to reset the position. Now, what do we do to ensure that we're at a position come fifteen years? The problem with that, the problem with that is that the the footy at the highest level is where it will fall to bits. Because if you have aspirations to play AFL footy, you can't do it in this state. You you will not be able to play. You know, you'll be a rare beast coming out of state league footy to be able to put your name forward and dominate in this level of competition just for someone to say, we need to get this guy on an AFL list. If you, if, you are, if you are in the top echelon and, you, you know, to, to play AFL, you've got to be an elite, like, football player. There's however many, what, 400, 500 AFL players on a list out of 21 how many people in Australia? I don't know how many. 25. 25 million. I don't know how many actually play footy, but, you know, you're at the, the top few percent. So you are elite. Um, and if you are in that elite category here in Tassie, you're not pl- plying your trade. You, you're going to be doing, you're going to be going to Melbourne. You're going to be going to South Australia. Um, you're going to be competing against the best to prove that you should be getting a game. So, so from that level, I think not having an AFL team will absolutely kill the elite competition. Uh, and therefore, I personally think that we need to go back to a regional-based competitions. I, I've, I've, I know I've alluded to this before, 
But if we don't have it, we need to go back to a regional base, still have the premier comps in the regions, but we need to go back so we don't have the Burnies travelling to Kingboroughs, but we have the Burnies travelling to Launceston's or um, North Launceston, or be it South Launceston, or be it Bracknell. Whoever is those top teams, um, that's but how that's, it's going to be structured, and we have a state final. Yeah, so that's that's talking about it at the at the at the top end talent and team structure wise, but it doesn't take into a, that, uh, and I'm not going to argue with that because I agree with it. Um, that takes into what about taking into account the likes of a Natone or a um, Bernie Yeoman or Yola, uh, yeah, West Alveston, uh, uh, Ridgely. Yeah, yeah. even like a, a Longford and all of that sort of stuff. So, do so if we go to regional conferences, do we go northwest, north, and south? And then you have a rather than because I think at the moment, and this is this is where I see it, I think at the moment we're still grasping hold of what's been. So, even some of the leagues that are occurring. Like you look at, we'll look at and, and we're we'll not look at yeah, head. so that we're not we're not having a crack at no, the teams not. and we leagues. Love, and what, we, we love it, <laughs> but I love that circular head has four teams. Yeah, and each of those, or oh, sorry, has four clubs, and each of those clubs has a I think it's an under twelve, under sixteen reserves and seniors. So you've got what's that 16, 16 teams across juniors and um, seniors uh, flowing through there. Now, what about if we went to regional conferences and we had, a, say, a Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3? Because what we want is we still want the clubs to survive. I think that's by future-proofing football in the state. We don't want to see a, a Bridport go into recess for Definitely. the 12 months. As you alluded to last week or the week before, you'd prefer to see a competition where they're able to put in the one team, generate some club income and, and perpetuation across a year, to then build themselves up. Well, well, Bridport would have still been in the comp if they had have had if they had have been able to play in a one one. Well, team you look at so uh, you look at a, a Lilydale's come over to an NTFA. Bridport's come to an NTFA. Um, so are we looking at these regional Me- conferences? Valley. Meander Valley. So all of these, we're sort of bringing it all in house. But I think for that to factor in, you need to have promotion relegation. I think that's a it's a given. If we go to regional conferences and then a tier system, promotion relega- relegation has to happen. Agreed. Yeah, I think we meant we we meant so. I mean, but that. the problem is, is getting clubs to immediately think outside the box yeah. rather than just hold on to their own cards and say, no, 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 we've always done this, so, or, so or, or what's in it for us. Yeah. So I don't think it would be a all of a sudden knee jerk reaction. Right, we're not getting an AFL team next year. This is how we're going to structure it. I, I obviously that's not going to be the way they would do it, but it might be in twenty thirty. This, you know, we're not okay. We're not having an AFL team, but without that now, what is the ideal situation of t- football in Tasmania? And by twenty thirty, how do we want everything structured? So we want regional based comps. We want, um, you know, division ones, two and three. With Division Three being standalone clubs, and, and it, uh, sorry, one team club, and it doesn't matter if in the in in I'm just going to call it I'm going to call it the SFL for South, I'm going to call it the NTFL for North, and I'm going to call it NWFL. the NWFL for the Northwest. But let's say you've got thirty clubs in the N 
TFL here in the north. Um, doesn't mean you have to have 30 clubs in the northwest. You might have 16 and there might just be two divisions there and you might have three divisions here and you might have four divisions in Hobart. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be the same, but it just needs to accommodate all the clubs uh, in their current form and give them the flexibility to be able to say, look, we just don't have the numbers. We don't want to fold because it'll kill our community, but we want to come back to this do those tier- one team. Do those tiers club. have Comp. different salary caps and different player points 100% adjustments? Yep, 100%. And they have to, and I know AFL Taz are definitely looking at that um, in the current structure. So it, it has to, it has to have that for Tassie footy to thrive. And, and then we, we can still have within the regions, and Alistair Clarkson spoke about this, still have training facilities. Still, you know, I mean, the money we're going to save by not funding Hawthorne and North Melbourne, we so presume still, still get junior, it from AFL. So you still got your junior pathways still have your and your pathways, talent ID. Still have the Tassie Devils, still have the under-16s and the other and so we can try and keep them. Um, and then those, you know, those better juniors can play against We'll still flog Sydney and Brisbane and whoever else they want to put up against us. We'll still flog them to show that we've got skill down here and talent. The problem is when they're 19, 20, 21 and they're good footballers trying to get to a mature age draft or something, they're not going to be playing here. And we've got to, we've got to know that we're going to risk losing them. I think for me, one of the biggest things is the admin and volunteer pressure that every club faces we know what it's like the what's what's required to run a football club and the amount that you leverage off volunteers and how a one good volunteer is worth their weight in absolute gold compared to constantly a bit like coaching when you're ringing around on a thursday night trying to pull together a team it's if you don't have those volunteers there which unfortunately i think in this football environment there's not as much because it's not as community. The teams are not necessarily as community based. You don't have that flow through of volunteers coming through. So I don't know why clubs would be um, uh, apprehensive about going I'll, into I'll tell you, I'll tell you no, why. going into a um, sort of a, a essentially operated model whereby it is run really quite well. And then you've got your tiers underneath that when then you can then focus a little more on your own club. I'll tell you why. Because change and people don't like change. Yeah, but- uh, That's why. But that's, that's, that's the only- that's that'll be the hesitation. sand in the head and expecting the same- Speaking your head, sand. <laughs> head in the sand. It's getting late. We've had, we've had the tennis on last uh, night and the, and the Tour de France. Quarter past We're two. We're off today. That's right. I've had a lot of coffees too. Um, that's sticking your head in the sand and expecting the same result for what's going on. When we're losing teams, mm. we're losing clubs, we're losing potentially players. Yep, yep. Oh, I, I agree. You don't have to. So yeah. if we can, it's like it's like anything. The easier you can make something for someone to do, the more likely they are to do it. And so you look at that from a junior pathway all the way through to senior football, regardless of level. The easier, more fun, more structured. More better run it is, mm. the more likely parents are to get involved to do that. Realise shit, this is actually run really well. We should we should jump on here. I'll put my hand up for mm. canteen duty or gate duty or I'll, 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 I'll um hang on, settle down. Yeah, I thought only skilled individuals <laughs> could right, do that. That's right. 
um, or put a get your hand up, get on the committee at the at the footy club, the junior footy club, or the senior, whatever. So, and that way, then if we're all going in the same direction, which is hopefully where the AFL test futures thing goes, regardless of where this AFL decision comes from, then it makes it a hell of a lot easier. And we don't have this perpetual infighting and. We want to keep this league and this it, team. Yeah. I, and I think everyone- We need to pay X yeah. amount of dollars each year just to keep this club afloat. Well, we talk about paying out dollars and points. Um, <laughs> what about, what about the, the club in uh, on the mainland that in got- Victoria. Yeah, stripped of a few cash and points for the old uni for, blues. For playing- um, uh, So, they obviously police it. So, hopefully, that, you know, the same thing's done here. Look, Wilders, I, I agree and it, it's- I mean, we could talk about- options and scenarios, but really it's going to come back to how the presidents and the AFL vote in a few weeks. Do we have a date? Do we no, know exactly we where do. it is? You'd think they'd, they'd let us know that sort of thing, wouldn't you? As in us, as in you and me. You and me, here. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, we'll find out when well, that we is. We are the voice we'll, piece of the we'll, people. Well, we are, and that will no doubt come through in the communications next week. Uh, but, um, yeah, look, I, I think it's, you know, if, it's, it's one of those watch these space scenarios if, and, if and I'd love to be involved in it. If anyone else has got any thoughts about how we future-proof Tasmanian football, let us know. Probably email, I reckon, because it's probably going to be a lot deep dive. Yeah, it's definitely Reply not- Reply to Derek. It's definitely not a TikTok Derek message. Derek at Way Out and Wing. No, wayoutandwing at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, let us know whether- whether or not we're on the right path, we may be. We may be well and truly off it. I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it highly. That's just a token statement in there. But that leads us into this. I got my property. You didn't win shit in my yard. Wait, wait, wait. I, all of you. Daddy, chill. What the hell is even that? Get everybody out of my property. Welcome to Controversy Corner. Oh, new stinger. <laughs> Jeez. I like that. Yeah, well, that is that's really really good. <laughs> we um I don't know if we'll we'll stick that in there every week, but we'll, we'll see. Okay. So, controversy well, corner. Can you call it Robbie's is, corner. Do you want to put the boxing gloves on now? Yes. All so, right. The whole idea this, of this, this is, is something. It doesn't have to be footy related. Well, we can make it. No, we've got to make it footy related. No, it just it can be topical. Let's just make this topical. One part of the show that's not footy related. It's topical, and I've got the perfect one today. Radio, what is it? Hit me with it. All right, controversy corner. Thoughts on Nick Kyrgios coming to your footy club and playing? Uh well, we'll we'll go to that. But firstly, I know we're we're at loggerheads with our thoughts on Kyrgios. I. He is very close to getting in the pit. Whereas I love him. I reckon he's great. Uh, sorry, I shouldn't say I love him. Some of the things he does, if it's true, like, you know, um, abusing his partner, you, that's horrendous. And spitting, that's horrendous. So, if we can put all that stuff- and Thanks a, for coming. A, There's, uh, that's all we need. You've yeah, just we, proved my point. Where, so, that, that is obviously awful stuff. Low life. But I just- Just the- I don't know. We need some characters in sport. And, yeah, he's brash and he's young and he's got a bit of something about him. But he's after his 15 minutes of fame and that's it. He hasn't- He's proved nothing. Mate, he's just been a runner-up. He's just night. been a runner-up at Wimbledon. He's, he, he's A non-sanctioned tournament. <laughs> he- No, I, I- He- If you're a marketing guy, who do you- We're not. Yeah, I am. Wing <laughs> wing media. Who do you want 
as your agent, as your client, you want Nick Kyrgios. He sells product. Bums on seats. Yeah, there's issues, but you can deal with those issues. No. You can absolutely deal Not with worth issues. It. It's, it's worth it. It's worth it 100%. So I'm on, I'm on Team Kyrgios. So he walks into your football club at pre-season. Now. For, first, now. first session of pre-season. Sorry, second session because he missed the first well, session. Well, we have a <laughs> – and he's five minutes late. Yep. Well, walks in in his Air Jordans. Interesting you say that because at the club I've been involved with, We've had a very much, and I know there's a- That's you. <laughs> I was like, we're very no much- No wonder we no, don't agree. We've had a no dickhead policy. Oh, so, you- in that instance, he'd probably get swept aside pretty quickly. Um, if, oh, you've lasted if, a long if, time. If he was solely individually focused. Now, that's the thing. The difference is, in tennis, it's you. It's just you. It's an individual no, sport. No, it's not. Who it was Kyrgios blaming last night? All the guys that Prince were holding George. his racket. No. His coach, his sister, his mother-in-law, no, that, his masseuse. That was, a, that was a decoy because they told him- Bullshit. If you're going to get angry, get angry at us and not anyone else. Bullshit. That's what they said. They should have got up and left knew, and then I, see, I and then see how he- I was told. Then he see said. how he behaved once they got out and walked out. Imagine that. Stuff that. No. Don't put up with that crap. So He's trying to blame other people. He's the one holding the freaking racket <laughs> in- and playing some good tennis when he actually put his oh, mind to oh. it. Oh, hold on. Ooh. No, he's a good oh. tennis player. Oh, oh, oh. He's just an absolute flog. <laughs> so, would you have him in your footy team? I'd say no because he's- On oh, newsflash? No, but he's an individual. You don't want an individual in So, where would you- pa- You'd park him at full forward and say, here you go, do, the, do what you want? No, no. He would be cleaned up inside the first four and a half no, seconds. He's, he's too much of an individual to play team sports, so he wouldn't come down the- Not team. that we condone violence whatsoever. No, no. Well- no. We'd put our tagger onto him and get him to tickle him all day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, you look, just, I, I'm- You get it. He's, he's one of those guys that you would get in his head straight away, sow the seed of doubt. Jeez, looks like it might rain earlier, about halfway through the second quarter. <laughs> oh, you reckon? Jeez, I might go and get my gloves on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd go and get them on. Oh, anyway. He's a I, toss bag. Well, there you go, Robbie. The piece you, of you're- sh- you want some controversy? There's our there's our disagreement. I'm ready to keep going. <laughs> he's talking about teeter- he's Mick's calling him into the pit. <laughs> Come he's in the pit. Te- he's just Come teetering. In the pit. He's just teetering. Um, let us know what if you're on team. Let Kyr- us. Yeah. That's expensive. If you're on team Kyrgios, so if you're dead set against him, we might put a poll up. We'll do a poll yeah, on the. Socials. I reckon he's maturing. I reckon he's changing. There's what, still going to be a turn, few things. But he's going to turn ten sometime soon. Hopefully, double figures intellectually. Yeah. Toss bag. No, I'm I'm with him. No. As long as he stops doing stupid stuff, I'm with him on board. If he stopped the stupid stuff, would you be on board? He won't stop the stupid but stuff. If, if. No, he won't. If. But no, it's not a hypothetical I'm prepared it to is. delve into. Oh. He's a toss bag. Yeah. That'll keep you up, Robbie. <laughs> Thanks to Van What's the song choice today? What have we got? It'll be Hey next week. Ah, four, uno, I'm excited about playing footy for the Flatheads with Rowan Bulldog. This week? Not this week. Oh, not this week. No, uh, we, I was a bit aghast at the uh, price of Savaloyers at the Hutchins Canteen. Four dollars. Four dollars. Well, that's the that I was inquir- the same down at uh, down at Oatlands, wasn't uh, well, it? Well, I inquired as to the pricing on that and why it might have been like that. 
the excuse was given. It was the RBA. Ah, uh, right. Their interest Infl- rate, inflation. Inter- ra- interest rate rises. Okay. So, I don't know if that's a very long bow. Speaking of the boys at Hutchins, I better send them a message to say, unfortunately, now that you're away, we can't get down well, to- We had to deliver kegs to the uh, freight guys this mm. evening. You came with me. There's a little keg drop-off. Get some beers to- Melbourne for a beer festival I got yeah, over there. So sorry, boys. I'm about to send you a message to inform you um, that. I'll be goal umpire. No, I won't. I'm in the bar on Friday night. Utah Stadium. We're in the bar. Um, go out. Take your... I haven't seen any pictures of anyone with their mothers at local football lately. I could have taken a picture with your mum yesterday. All right. We're just going to mute that there. It was with your dad too, though. Oh, now we're getting really spicy. Signing off. Worms are illegitimate. Happy birthday, Motor. If you enjoyed this chat on Way Up in the Wing, make sure you like and subscribe to the Way Up in the Wing podcast channel so you never miss another entertaining episode, neglect an exclusive interview, or forget what games you should be seeing this footy season. Listen, like, and subscribe to the channel now.